Welcome to another episode of Hardly Thriving. I'm Alexis. And I'm Brittany. And this is our second episode. obviously liked us so you're back <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. no but um really though we wanted to give a shout out to everyone that listened subscribed liked um and even took time to um message us and reach out yes that was so encouraging yeah. who was it that left us a voice message again susan susan yes thank you so much she left such a sweet message and we heard it right away and like I texted Alexis. I was like, oh my gosh, go listen to her voice message right now. She's the sweetest lady and she like left us the most encouraging message. And so shout out to you, Susan. Yeah, I'm glad that it it's like at least the first full episode resonated with people who were, you know, outside of their 20s because we don't want it to just be to a specific audience. Yeah. And, you know, just people in their 20s or just young people, like just anybody that can relate to yeah. any of the topics we talk about. And I, I don't know, like feel connected or just feel like they have something in common or I don't know, just learn something new. Anybody can really listen at any age, any gender, anything. Anyone is welcome. A hundred percent. And I mean, it just so happens that we're in our 20s, but if you can relate to us, you 60 years old girl, <laughs> get it. Well, I'm a baby boomer. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Stop. People are really going to think we're baby boomers. <laughs> no, I'm not, sadly. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Sadly, we can't buy a house. No, we're we're millennials. <laughs> but yeah, how's your week been going other than all of that? Um, Good. I am not as sick anymore. I'm getting over it, so I'm happy about that. Um, How's yours? It's good. I am just starting to get sick. Thanks to you. No, I'm just kidding. No, I think I'm getting sick or there's like a cold going around. So. Yeah, there's something going around. I'm just trying to. But you have your trip coming up. She bougie. Where are you going, Alexis? Well, if you must ask, <laughs> I'm going to Italy Ooh. in a couple days. And yeah, we're just going to be in Rome the first couple of days and then go to Venice and then to Naples. Bougie, uh, bougie. And then we'll be back here. Yeah. Are you excited to have real life pizza? I'm so excited to go to the birthplace of pizza. Wow. She game. said Domino's, we don't know her. <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> Who is she? Yeah. Wow. She's out here in Italy. <laughs> yeah, it's um yeah, I'm really excited. That's really exciting. I can't wait to see all of your stories. Oh yeah. It's a very millennial thing to say. Yeah. When people go on vacation, I can't wait to see your Instagram story. I just went there to post pictures. And I'm just Basically. kidding. I'm just kidding. My phone will be dead the whole time. <laughs> Please get a new phone soon. Anyways, let's get into this episode. So we're going to be talking about um, our journey to self-love and just like overall defining it and what it means and what it looks like for us and maybe what it looks like for other people. So we'll start off by like just talking through what self-love means to us. I'll let Britt start. <laughs> um, it was funny because Alexis asked me, like, do you want to define what self-love is? And I was like, I don't know what it what it is. But she's like, no, what it means for you. So I was like, oh. So I think that, like, that in itself says a lot because it's, like, a journey. And um, I think self-love to me means, like, accepting yourself or who you are inside and out and just, like, being okay with yourself and, um, yeah, and, I mean, it doesn't mean that I'm, like, fully there, but I feel like just 
knowing where I want to be at and that being my definition is like the end point for me. Mm. What about for you? Interesting. <laughs> um, mine's like, it's like a two-piecer. So for the longest time until a couple years ago, to me what it meant was like how I looked on the outside. Mm. So if I felt really pretty or like I lost a couple pounds and I was in good shape, like I loved myself. Yeah. Or when I only did good things like maybe got a promotion or made somebody else feel good. Those would be times where I was like, oh my gosh, I love myself. Like I love these things about myself. But I think now, at least in the last couple years, it's been more of like a feeling than Mm -hmm. putting words to it. And it's really, I think, loving yourself through the good and bad. Like not only loving yourself when you do something good or when you look good, but just like loving the bad parts about you sometimes. Yeah. Because I think it, it, you can like highlight the strengths through your through the things that maybe you don't like so much about yourself. Yeah, I agree. And even just like accepting that that's like the bad parts of you that you want to work on, even like accepting those and knowing that that's something you have to work on. Yeah. Is huge instead of just like I can't be like that period. But no, like understanding where is that coming from. Yeah. And looking into it deeper for sure. No, I agree. I think before I used to be like I'm going to love myself after I lose 50 pounds. And then I'm going to love myself after, like, I get rid of, like, my anxiety and all of those things. Yeah, and I don't think it's fair to, like, do that to yourself. Or even if people would, like, compliment me or, I mean, I have friends that are the same way, too, where they get compliments or a lot of likes on Instagram and then that, like, holds some type of value of how yeah. like they feel about themselves and it's like, wow, I really love myself or I am bomb, I am this, I am that, but only because other people are like validating you um, through maybe commenting on your appearance. But I think there's a difference between loving your inner self and your outer self. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to love both. Yeah, I agree. I think that, yeah, that's a huge one too. Like the whole likes on social media it's so hard to be like, especially a woman nowadays Yes, with all of the pressures, not only in media, but like social media everywhere, everywhere we look. And, um, I actually had such a hard time like a couple years ago with that. I think I'm so much better now. It doesn't affect me, but I actually started therapy a few years ago cause it was just getting so bad. And one of the first things my therapist had me do was go into Instagram and unfollow every single person that just didn't make me feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. And she said, like, why would you do that? Like, you have full control as to who you follow. Like, what are you looking at? So why would you do that to yourself? Yeah. And I never thought of it that way. I think after you told me, I went and did the same thing. And I encourage other people, if you're listening and you ever just look at somebody else's page and you feel like crap about yourself or why am I not as good as them or why can't I travel as much as them or you just immediately start comparing yourself to them, mm-hmm. why are you following them in the first place? They're, I mean, those people aren't giving you any type of satisfaction. Yeah. If anything, it's just affecting how you're like feeling about yourself. So like I did it and I do feel better that I don't follow all these girls that I would most of the time I would just be jealous of. Yeah. Or sometimes I would find myself, like, to be honest, I would be hating on them. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, they're probably fake. Oh, they're probably this and that. But that came from a place of me not being happy with myself. Yeah, that's real. No, definitely. And I think it's okay to realize those things. But, you know, like, just knowing, again, knowing where it comes from 
but like don't add that pressure to yourself and it doesn't mean that like by you unfollowing this person that you hate them it's just not the healthiest thing for you right now yeah. or I think people disguise it with like that's your motivation like this girl I'm following this like fitness Instagram because it's my motivation but really it just makes you feel shit shitty about yourself yeah. unless it truly oh gosh, is yeah. that's great or like these other girls that like wear this or whatever and I'm just saying girls right now because that's just pertinent to me but you know if you have another identity or if like you see other things but like to me it's like seeing girls like that are thinner that like are well off that have like a certain job and it's like it's not always motivation sometimes it's really toxic to surround yourself yeah. with those things and like nothing on them. Do yeah. Your own thing. But I think this is where we go back to like the topic of this is everybody has a different journey mm-hmm. and you can't compare your journey to someone else's. Yeah. If you're comparing yourself to a fitness girl who's five foot slim body build and you're somebody maybe like my height, like five, seven and a half, you're a little bit of a bigger body body build and you're comparing yourself to someone like that, you're never going to be happy. Yeah. So, like, follow these people out of, like, just the goodness of whatever. You're not going to be comparing yourself. But for me, I constantly see myself comparing. Yeah. And trying to be like them. And then I'd be disappointed at myself and hard on myself when I wasn't as good as them or as pretty as them. Didn't look like them. Yeah. And it's nothing, again, it's nothing on them. It's just realizing it's your own inner issue, you know, that you need to work on. It's nothing on them. It's just... Yeah, being aware of yourself and being conscious of, like, your feelings and where they're coming from and why you're feeling this way. I think that's one of the first steps to, like, your journey of self-love, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't self-sabotage yourself. That is something that I think yeah you might not notice you're doing, but, like, I feel like in some ways we're all doing it to ourselves. Like, even having negative thoughts. Yeah. You immediately get to work and you're like, oh, today's going to be a bad day. Well, you don't know that. You're already giving yourself that mindset that you're going to have a bad day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think just it starts with like having to, oh, I don't know how to put it. Having to like change the way you think. Yeah. It's exercise within itself, right? You're exercising your mind. And I think about like, just like the whole idea of living in the present and sometimes like I get it because I I struggle a lot with my anxiety and I think a lot into the future or I think a lot into the fat into the past but I don't think about my present mm-hmm. and so like just accepting like yeah it's Monday you know like it's great like instead of me focusing like oh it's Monday I don't want to be here like accepting it like this is my present right now like what am I going to do like you know instead of just like making up these scenarios in your head that's just going to make your day shittier when they haven't even happened yeah sometimes what I'll do is I'll like try to think about the good in my day I'm like okay like I had a really nice walk to work maybe it's not raining that's something to be happy about I don't know if you like the rain you don't like Mm -hmm. the rain whatever or maybe you just I don't make like small talk with people or like Treat yourself to a coffee, just like the little things that you like. Do those things to make you happy or just, I don't know, work out in the morning if that makes you happy. Yeah. I I think, like Brittany said, you really have to like exercise and retrain your way of thinking because if you have this negative mindset every day and you're doing the same thing every day and you're not happy about it, nothing's going to change about your present or your future and you're just going to continue this vicious cycle of being unhappy. Yeah. 
And it's a continuous process, right? Like it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, I still have these negative thoughts all the time, Mm -hmm. but I I just, even being aware of myself when I'm having these thoughts have made such a difference where I'm like, okay, no, like check yourself. Like, why are you thinking this? Like think of something positive instead or do something positive instead. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think like you mentioned earlier, therapy, I feel like it's such a stigma, like yeah, in a lot of Black and Latinx communities, mm-hmm. um, for people to be in therapy, want to go to therapy, want to talk to someone about their problems, which I feel like <clears throat> if you just like you don't have to tell anybody about it, just go and try it if you think yeah. it might help you, and maybe it might, maybe it might not, but I think, um, like I advise more people to go to therapy because I was going for a little bit and it really did help me think about things differently yeah and when I started therapy I remember when I told my mom um and she's like a Latina mom so she was just like why are you going like you're not crazy or like I don't get it why would you pay someone to tell them like your personal life and I'm like I you know like I don't know I don't know what the stigma is and it's just like almost like a shameful but when I went like I honestly just felt so much better and honestly the first few sessions I didn't say much because I didn't know what to say yeah it's it's uncomfortable it is I think growing up just like like brown you don't really talk about your feelings a lot your problems it's like you just got to deal with it yeah whatever that means yeah and or obviously you're not busy enough like my mom would always say that like oh like you're obviously not busy go clean or go be useful instead of like being in your head yeah but I learned that therapy is not someone like giving you advice necessarily or helping you fix your life it's someone truly that's like neutral and helps you sort out your thoughts and even like I learned saying things out loud like made such a difference like so many things that I had never said out loud like I was like whoa I had huge realizations because of it but I would definitely recommend it yeah or like I was keeping really unhealthy relationships in my life and I knew they were unhealthy, but I just kept keeping those people around and they kept hurting me. And when I talked it over in therapy, she was like, you're in control of this. Like, why are you doing it? Yeah. And at that point, I'm like, wow. She like, that's, I wouldn't have ever looked at it like that if I didn't have someone neutral come in and like lay it out for me and explain it from a different perspective. Yeah. No, and it and it's kind of it kind of relates to like what I said earlier. Like you're in control. Like in social media, like who do you follow? Like what are you looking at? You know. So like it's also like in your personal life, you're in control of who you surround yourself with. Yes. I think one of the biggest lessons I learned within my self love journey, which is like continuous, is learning to build boundaries, and that was really hard. But that's honestly a form oh, yeah. of self love because. You know, like, it's okay for you to be like, I can't hang out with you all the time. Yes. Or I can't see you all the time, whether it's, like, your friends, your family, whoever it may be. And, like, people that really, truly love you, like, they'll get it. And sometimes they don't, but it's just you staying strong within yourself and knowing your boundaries and you not wanting to be in that situation because whether you're not mentally there or you just don't want to surround yourself with that person or people, like, it's up to you and, you know that's another form of self-love life is life is too short to do that to yourself Mm -hmm. oh yeah 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> People, we are in control of our own happiness, and we need to take it back. <laughs> we need it back. <laughs> no, seriously. I'm like, scared. <laughs> I mean, we really are. You can do whatever you want. And, I mean, if you are having bad thoughts or you're really depressed, then, you know, I advise, like, going and seeing a doctor because I do believe some people have, like, an imbalance, um, like, maybe in their brain or, you know, where you might um, need, like, more help than others. But there's, I don't know. Yeah, I I mean, just (laughs) as you go to a doctor, like, when you have a cold or something or, like, you have a heart problem, like, your brain is still an organ. Like, there's still things going on in there and there's nothing wrong with seeing a doctor for that, too. I always talk about that because before, like, my mom used to say my anxiety is in my head. I think we've come very far to the point where she she does see that I'm very anxious and she at least, like, accepts that silently. Like, she doesn't fight with me about it. But, um, <clears throat> no, yeah, I think therapy is huge and we need to really break down that taboo within, like, the community of color of oh yeah mental health being, Definitely. like, in your head. Yeah, yeah, I used to think I was crazy mm-hmm. because I was always so depressed even now I have really bad anxiety. I get panic attacks pretty often and I would just feel like I was crazy. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm, I feel so like my, I would always say to my mom, like, I feel like I'm nuts. And sometimes my mom would just be like, well, you're really sensitive, honey. Like that's, you know, you're just sensitive. And I'm, now that I think about it, I meet people all the time that have the same issues and I'm like, this is more normal. We need to normalize it. Yeah. Cause it's not fair for people to feel like that. You know? Yeah, my mom's biggest thing was always, like, it's in your head. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, but it's something I can't control, oh, you know? Yeah, I mean, well, this is kind of a funny story. But one time, <laughs> my arm, like, I started freaking out because, like, my arm wasn't working. Oh, my God. I thought it wasn't working, and so I'm, like, panicking. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm having a stroke. Because I, I don't know why I was thinking this. So I called 911, and I couldn't breathe, and then... Like the symptoms started coming on of a stroke, of a stroke, but it was because like in my head I was telling myself I was having a stroke. So I called nine. The You're ambulance came. I was psyching myself out. They were like, "Do you have panic attacks a lot?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "It sounds like you just had one." And I'm like, "This is so embarrassing." Like, but it was like crazy. That's be- scary. It's scary, and I just, yeah, it was. They they were like talking to me about it, and they're like, "Yeah, this happens more often than you would think," and that really reassured me. But. I mean, don't feel alone if you're feeling like that. You know, no, there's ways to deal with those. it. And it's not easy. No, it's not. And even like, I think it's really helpful to like having people like Alexis or like, you know, my friends in my life that understand this part of me. And I think, again, it's like who you surround yourself with. Like, you know, I have relationships where I, I know I'm comfortable enough to, to say like, hey, I know we had something planned today, but I'm just not mentally there. Like, I'm not, I don't feel well. And it's, I'm not going to feel bad for it. I know they're not going to be like, boo, you whore. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be like, no, I feel it, dude. Like, that's real. Like, She's take care fake. of yourself. Yeah. yeah. Because like, why would you want to go somewhere where you can't even really fully be yourself? Like, you're not fully present because you feel like shit, you yeah. know? And I would never want any of like my loved ones to feel that way around me. I'd rather them take care of themselves. And then in another day, we can hang out and them being fully present instead. Yeah. Yeah. That's another quality over quantity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) 
Yeah. Another thing I, I think Brittany kind of touched on earlier was like the negative thoughts about yourself. Um, oh yeah. I used to like when I was younger and recently I just stopped trying to do this, but I used to have all these negative thoughts about what people would say about me. Like, Oh, you know, you're fat, you're ugly, like you're not good enough. And when I would hear people say those things, I would like start to believe them. Yeah. And I think that's so common when people hear things, especially from if it's um, your family or people in your life or, um, I don't know, teachers, people you work with, they're saying you're not good enough, you're not this, you're never going to amount to anything. Well, you start to believe it and you start to become that. Yeah. So we really need to get out of that mindset of, if somebody else feels this way about me, that's great. But what do I know about myself and how do I feel about myself? That's huge. Yeah. And I think for sure in the Latinx community, from my own experience, I think that's a like a very big thing because mm-hmm. the first thing that like my family will say when they see me is like, oh, you gained weight. Oh, you lost weight. Oh, like something about the way I look or Appearance, something yeah. like it's always a comment I'm like dang can't you say like oh good to see you or something no and a part of me is like I don't even want to see my family or anybody sometimes in certain events because I already know I don't want to get comments about my body or yeah. anything like that and it just makes me feel like shit like even growing up like throughout my whole life weight was always such an issue and my mom always brought my weight up and it's just like really psyched me out and I think like you know what I see in the mirror versus what other people see in me like I just don't see it yeah it's definitely like we see ourselves 10 times worse than anybody else sees us and we're our worst critics yes like listening back to the first full episode of this podcast I was like oh my gosh I said yes and um and I just sound I sound so and I'm like (laughs) I need to stop myself yeah. And like pull back because I mean, I think I, you know, I sounded fine. Yeah. I'm overthinking it and I'm like being overly critical of myself and I don't deserve that. No. Yeah. And I think just like, again, talk about the positives. Like, yeah, of course we're always going to have notes like, oh, we can't, we shouldn't do this or do that. And that's fine. But it's also like taking the moment to think about the positives. Like, wow, we started this podcast. Wow, like we're talking about these topics that aren't really talked about. Like those things yeah. instead of like criticizing ourselves. And that's actually something I learned from Oprah and that's been really big for me in my self-love journey is starting to have moments of gratitude. So Lately, I've, I've tried to, like, when I think of negative thoughts, I try to instead be like, okay, okay, stop thinking this and right now name seven things you're thankful for in your life. Oh, I love and that. And then it kind of, like, snaps my head back to, like, positives. So, I don't know. I think little things like that, like moments of gratitude, will really start changing your yeah. the way you think about everything and you start really being thankful for, about for yourself and for your life. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm going to try that. Yeah, try it. Or like if I'm mad or something, just to try to get me like out of that mood or I don't, yeah. Yeah. In one episode, Oprah talked about how she first started her gratitude journal and she started with like seven things. And she's like, the longer I've done it, now she can't stop doing like naming things. Like now it's like ongoing lists and lists and lists because you start. She's like, my car. Hers, my garden, my islands. She's like my savings account. All of my countries that I own. <laughs> I'm like food. 
air. <laughs> but truly, though, because the environment's dying. Free socks from work. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, that's a really good idea. Yeah, it's really helpful. And, I mean, at least for myself. Obviously, I'm still working on myself because I have a lot of issues. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's been helping me. We all do. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, too, is a part of loving yourself is you know, accepting all the faults and all the mistakes you're going to continue to make and realizing that like, we're all human and we're going to keep making mistakes. We're going to keep fucking up. That's normal. Yeah. You know, so how can you love yourself through that and keep prospering, you know? Yeah. Set realistic goals, set realistic expectations for yourself. Don't be like, I want to lose a hundred pounds by I don't know. Even like six months from now, that's not realistic. No. Don't even, don't even put like a number to it. Just be like, I want to feel good, and look good, mm-hmm. whatever that means to me, in a yeah. couple months, or just set realistic goals. And don't pressure yourself. Yeah. No. You don't deserve it. No, it's a learning process. Like, yeah, it's a learning process, and respect the process, and know that it takes a long time, and that's okay. Like it. You know, like, I'm obviously still working on it. Like, by no means am I an expert. But I've learned to have patience with my own self. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention that in the beginning. We're not licensed professionals. (laughs) Please. Please. (laughs) Don't. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) If it works for you, it works for you. If not, at least we're getting the conversation started. Yeah. You know. But, I mean, any advice you have for us, please. But... (laughs) Please. Or any ideas. Be comfortable with telling us because we are no experts at all. Any ideas to deal with stress, depression, anxiety, anything? Oh, I will take it. I will run with it. Yeah. I love, you know, new, new, um, trying new things. Yes. Anything. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything that you've learned to love about yourself? Um... Yes. So a couple years ago, I had a surgery mm-hmm. on my stomach and my stomach used to be my favorite part about my body. And when I had this emergency surgery, they had to just like cut me open and go in and they didn't really have time to like stitch it up properly. Mm. So it's right next to my belly button and the way it's dented in, it looks like I have a second belly button. So for a really long time, I was so insecure about it. So I wouldn't even take pictures of my stomach, nothing. And so I was so insecure about it for the longest time. And then maybe like a year ago, I was just like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot I had it. <laughs> I like, I just have to be okay with it. There's You're nothing like, it's I my can- third nipple. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing I can change about it. Like, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm alive. I'm healthy. So in exactly. a way, I love it because it's like a sign that like I, you know, I could have lost my life or I could have had worse, like something worse happened and it didn't. So... For me, it's a sign that I'm really lucky, and yeah, I, I almost forget it's there. It's become a part of me now, so I don't. I or don't even hate it. just like, like thinking about like, wow, we have the privilege where we have these doctors and this area where like I can have the surgery and it's safe. Oh yeah. You know, and I'm gonna be okay versus like in other places in the world where that's not a thing. No. You'd probably die. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think anywhere else, and and I was really lucky 
for this um, doctor. He was like one of my mom's doctors. He came in. He was getting ready to go on vacation with his family. He came in, performed the surgery. He even texted me. Wow. Like every other day to make sure I was okay when I left. And I'm like, yo, shout oh. out to all. No, not <laughs> not all doctors. But no, he was awesome. If he wasn't so far away, I would definitely continue to see him. But Oh, what a great doctor. Yeah. Good experience there. But now I love that part of myself. Good. And when I tell people the stories, they're like, oh, I didn't even know that that could happen. Like a, yeah. a twisted ovary torsion or um, a cyst are really common where they can twist your yeah. fallopian tubes and you could have issues, issues or get infections. So, I mean, yeah, just be going to the doctor regularly and getting checked up because it can happen to anyone, you know? Yeah, I never knew that until you, but I'm glad you're here. And I'm, I'm rare or whatever. No, <laughs> Look, I will show everybody a picture of a scar. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not there yet. <laughs> Everyone's like, no. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Put it away. <laughs> no, and I think, okay, so this is a serious topic, but I always used to make fun of myself in like a joking way. Oh, I do that so, all the time. Yeah, but... I know it's not healthy, but I still do it now. <laughs> Example you just heard. But yeah, I'm trying not to do that anymore because it's not fair to myself. I deserve better. Yeah. I mean, I always like joke about like my body or whatever, like I guess to make myself comfortable, but also like others comfortable. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes that's kind of sad. It is. I feel like I'm the elephant in the room, literally. Yeah. And I'll be like, I need to make a comment about it because I know they're looking at me. Yeah, and they're thinking it. But deep down, they're really not. They're not. <laughs> and it's funny that you brought that up because, like, Alexis and I talk about this all the time where I've noticed that I have, like, I obviously as a woman of color, I do have a lot of imposter syndrome where, like, especially in my job, that is not as diverse as I would like it to be. I feel like, why am I here? Like, I don't deserve to be here. I'm not qualified to be here. But I feel like it's also a very real thing in social life where, especially because I have such bad anxiety, especially social anxiety, I see it in myself and personal life too. Like, even with friends that I make, especially new friends, like, I'll think like, why does she want to be friends with me? Or like, Um. she's thin or she's really pretty or like, whatever like it makes me feel like why is she like why is that person talking to me whoever they may be so like I definitely suffer from imposter syndrome all the time or like thinking that I have to comment on my weight because I feel like they're thinking about it when I need to like be like no they want to be friends with me they're not thinking about how much I weigh but it's hard and it's something I'm working on yeah I'll immediately make it like the funny topic of a party or wherever I'm at yeah I'll be like, ha, 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 my fat ass is going to eat all the food. Yeah. And then I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah. (laughs) And people are like, that's mean. (laughs) Yeah, or even, like, when I'm eating somewhere, like, even if I'm out at dinner with my friends or, like, someone that I just met, like, I feel like they're judging how much I'm eating or, like, I shouldn't eat something or, like, I don't know. And I don't know why I do that to myself and I'm trying to be better, but... You deserve better. I psych myself out. I really do. Like, why is this person talking to me? Like, they shouldn't. I'm not good enough for them to talk to me. I don't know. I'm working on it. Yeah, and I think it's important in your journey of self-love to ask your friends and family, at least the people whose, like, opinions and words you really um, value, like, ask those people, 
you know, what do you think about me? If you could describe me in words, like, what would you say about me? And those people that are close to you and really good friends and really good um, influences in your life are going to have good things to say about yeah. you. And I think that'll really help you shift your focus on, wow, I am good at this. I am good at that. And here's what I really want in my life and here's what I need to be doing to get there. Yeah. You know? It, yeah. And yeah, for sure. And like hearing those positive comments, like for people that are close to you, like, and being okay with listening to them. Cause yeah. I catch myself being uncomfortable with compliments, compliments yeah. or anything good that is said to me. I like divert the conversation to something else. And hours later I'll think about it. And I'm like, did I even say thank you for that compliment? And I'm like, no, I didn't because I felt so uncomfortable that I felt like I needed to divert the conversation because I can't accept the compliments. Yeah. But it's necessary to hear them and take them in because the people that love you are not going to be lying to you. You need to accept it. Yeah. And say those things about yourself. Yeah, I 100% agree. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, even with the podcast, we we got a flood <laughs> of like really nice comments yes. and, and it felt so... Um, I don't want to say weird, but it was uncomfortable because I'm not, like, I wasn't used to that. Yeah. And so for me and Brittany, we're like, do they really mean it? Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, we really do appreciate it. And, like, some of them I was just like, oh, this is so sweet. So sweet. Oh, I felt it in the bottom of my heart. I know. We got so much support from all of you. And it was, like, really heartwarming. And I didn't know what to say. Like, I don't know. It was... It was, like, emotional for sure. Oh, yeah. And I think this podcast is going to really help us on our journey of self-love. Yeah. You know, just opening up to people and hearing people be like, I've gone through the same problems. And, like, I feel more comfortable that you're talking about it, that I'm going to start talking about it. Um, And I think that's what we really just, like, want from this is people to feel connected. And starting the conversation. Yeah. And creating a space where we like we really want to have people on and and have the space for them to talk about their story or their experiences, um, hopefully in episodes to come. But that's part of it too because we want to hear it all. All of it is important and all of it is valid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think um, speaking on like I asked Alexis like if she's learned to love something about herself. What I think this year was the first year that I've learned to accept the fact and say, like, proudly, like, I'm smart. And you like, are. and so, like, before I'd be like, no, I just like, I just like read or I just watch these shows. But now I'm like, no, I am smart. Like, I'm a smart person and acknowledging that and loving that part of myself. So, yeah, that's 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 a very like big step for me. If you know me, she's like, yeah, I'm the smartest person, you know, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, but I think it's important too as a friend. And if you see somebody struggling with self-love, like, um, tell them you're proud of them and what you're proud of them for. And I yeah. try to do that with my friends and family. Like my mom has had so much growth over the last 15 years. And so lately I've been sure to let her know, like, I'm so proud of the growth you've had. And even when I see Brittany doing things at work and like mm-hmm. being a trailblazer and, and just like starting all these things and really getting out of her shell to do things she wasn't talking about like two years ago, I'm sure to like, as a friend, let her know, like, oh, I'm really proud of you. Yeah. Cause you that's do. a huge step for somebody who's like really shy or maybe had those, those like doubts about yourself and 
now you're about to be the next CEO. <laughs> no, seriously, it's not a joke. <laughs> Nobody is laughing here. <laughs> I'm laughing. No, uh, no, but Lex does. Oh, I'm sad, but, but in a good way. I'm sentimental. Don't forget about me. No, stop. No, Alexis is like such a good teacher and she's just like so good. I go to her for like um, efficiencies or like just, I guess, learning to push back on things and just like not just letting people step all over me. She's been such a good teacher Um, with that. I am the queen of pushback. (laughs) (laughs) I will push back all day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she'll always be like, hell no, don't do that. Tell them this, this, and this. And I'm uh, like, okay, I'll tell them that. Uh, yeah, I sometimes I'm a little bit too much. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm learning to it's get about better it. at it. <laughs> don't you laugh at me. No, <laughs> no but I, I'm serious. Like, moving forward with just, like, finding happiness in your life, I think you should just figure out what you want to do. It doesn't have to be career-wise, but just figure out things that you like. Find out what your strengths are. Find out what your passions are. Yeah. Your talent. And do things that really highlight those. Um, I think it's important, too, for people to find out what they're, like, calling or their purposes. Yeah. And just seeking out new experiences to figure out what you like. hmm You know? Yeah, and even experiences where you find out that you don't like them or you don't want to pursue that, that's really helpful, too. And you'll always still learn things from that, but... Uh-huh. Yeah, like, even that's really helpful, but, I mean, it's an ongoing journey, like I said, and I, Alexis and I are talking about self-love, but it's because we're still working on it. Yeah. We haven't, like, I know I haven't achieved it, but I'm definitely in a better place that I, than I was last year. Yeah. For sure. I just removed all the mirrors in my house. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There I go again. <laughs> Stop. No, but really, it's, it's a journey. It is. And it's it's hard. And sometimes it's like really tough. And sometimes it gets really dark. And it's just, you got to pull yourself out sometimes. Yeah. And it's easier said than done. I know that because I've, I've had to like really search deep into myself and pull myself out of those dark spots. But I mean, if you don't, who else will? Yeah. Oh, you know something else I forgot to mention? Oof, now that you got me started. <laughs> but there was a meme I seen. And it was so true. It was like, think about who you surround yourself with. And if it's people who you, who make you feel bad about yourself or you just find yourself avoiding them. And I'm talking about maybe it's friends. Mm-hmm. Um, like, why do you, like, think back to why you have those people in your in your life. And I thought about that and I was like, well, now I feel like I have the right people in my life. But there was a time where I was friends with people who made me feel like crap all the time. Mm. And it's like... Why was I doing that? Yeah. You know? And not saying that people do, but for a while I was, you know, kind of always seeking, like, acceptance and validation from people. I just wanted people to, like, I don't know, like, love me. For you to be okay with yourself. Yeah. It was really, it's, yeah. If that makes any sense. But. No, yeah. Now I make sure to have friendships where. You know, we're really adding value to each other's lives. Yeah. You know? It's not just like a give-give, you know, and someone mm-hmm. takes. It's like a back and forth, yeah, for like, sure. I love their energy, their vibe. Yeah. You know and you saying? both get something from each other when you're around from each other. Yeah. Not in a greedy way, but it just, like, it builds you. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, agree. I think that's 
they all that's been this friendship. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Here goes her Pisces emotional ass. <laughs> I'm going to cry after this. <laughs> yeah, that's the Pisces in me. I want to help everyone else, but not help myself. And you're so emotional. It's so sensitive. I, I cry all the time. <laughs> I'm just like, hell no, I'll die before anyone sees me cry. <laughs> I'm always like, Chris, hold me while I cry. <laughs> Chris is my boyfriend. <laughs> he hides from me when I come home. <laughs> no, but. No, I agree. And it's it's interesting because maybe like that's, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm like so much more introverted than you. Yeah. But for me instead is like, I push people away or like, yeah. I don't want anyone near me. And instead of me like, having people around me to seek validations. I just don't want anyone around me, period, because I already don't approve of myself and I and I feel like I don't need people around me to just remind me that they don't approve of me. Yeah. And it's all in my head and I know that because like I'll have people that want to be my friends or want to be around me and Most I have to popular? No, no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> the two people. No. <laughs> all three of our listeners. <laughs> but then I'll be like I'll start questioning, like, no, but why? Like, do they actually want to be my friend? Or, like, what do they want from me? Or, like, do I need to do something for that friendship? And then I'm like, you're in your head. Like, no one literally has asked anything from you. Yeah. It's my little emo side. But I think that's why it's good that I think people can listen and we're two different perspectives. Yeah. But we're going through, like, some of the same things. But, like, how we're handling it differently and how we, like, perceive it differently yeah, I think that's that's interesting because all my friends are really different too, mm-hmm. and I've really learned to like adapt to being around each of them and learning from them and how I can be a better friend to each of them. Yeah, you know, and them kind of reciprocating that to you and learning like what are your needs or like what is the way that you show love Everything. or affection. <laughs> yeah, I'm needy as fuck. <laughs> hug like, hug me. me. <laughs> My love language is touch. So we couldn't tell. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good test and a good book. My love language is time. Just don't touch me. (laughs) Yeah, but everyone should just be kind to themselves. Be kind to others. Be patient with yourself. Don't get frustrated. I mean, I still learn. I still have to learn to do that. Like, I always have to check myself. It's an ongoing process. You're not alone. You're not alone. Your feelings are valid and we see you. Yeah. I'm at a pit stop in my journey right now, (laughs) but I will be back on the road shortly. (laughs) But yeah, we all deserve to be loved. Um, You deserve to be happy. So give that to yourself. You owe it to yourself. Yeah. That's a huge word. You deserve it. You deserve it all. You deserve good things too. Mm -hmm. And just always. I deserve it. Yes. No, I don't. (laughs) I'm just kidding. kidding. (laughs) No, but seriously, this is a serious topic. We're very serious about it. (laughs) Me with food every day. I deserve it. (laughs) Yeah, but again, thank you everybody for listening to the first whole episode. Thank you for all the positive um, feedback and comments. Like, we appreciate it so much. We really do, because we were, like, kind of nervous about starting this podcast, because... We were like, oh, is everyone going to be like, oh, it's just like another person starting a podcast. But we, after all of like the positive feedback we got, it was just so heartwarming and yeah, it just, uh, my heart is full. Yeah. 
And so, <laughs> yeah, so stay tuned for more episodes and make sure that you like, subscribe, yeah. comment if you have any suggestions. We're yes. open to anything. Anything that has helped you in your self-love journey, let us know. And, um, oh, can you, if you like Apple podcast has that thing, like you can rate our podcast too. Yeah. I don't, I'm not familiar with saying these things, you guys, so. Like, comment, subscribe. I know all the YouTubers say it. So. <laughs> or just message us privately. Like, yeah. I love that shit. What's, what's your IG, girl? Effectsism. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, thanks for listening this time. Yeah. You made it all the way to the end. We love you. We love you. And love yourself. Yes. Love yourself first and always. Peace. Peace. Peace.